0: So just to set the scene, can you tell me a bit about yourself, um, your name and the year that you were born, please?
1: Okay, well, my name is Mahmoud El-Gailani. I was born in 1977.
0: And where did you grow up?
1: Um, I was born and grew up in Iraq, in Baghdad. Um, I lived there till I was five. Then we moved to Babylon, the old city of Babylon. I lived there another five years, then back to Baghdad. um, And it wasn't until I was 18 that I came over to Britain.
0: And Can you tell me what your professional background is?
1: Um, So uh, I suppose my background is in community development, um, community education, uh, particularly an interest in in mental health uh, and counselling.
0: So going on to your involvement in the arts, what was your first role that combines both mental health and the arts?
1: Um, I suppose my first role was just in my th- final year of uh, studies doing community education. Um, I was involved in uh, developing a, a, a kind of class or, and being a tutor of a mask-making project. Um, It was looking at making masks, but also interpreting people's notions of the masks, looking at um, people's different identities, how they felt when they had the masks on, um, what did having the mask on mean to them, uh, and then really reflecting and thinking about the masks that people wear, uh, as well as uh, kind of um, looking at the media and different masks that are acceptable and masks that aren't. This was a while ago, um, and actually talking about it now makes me think of the, the masks that we have to wear um, in terms of COVID. So, it's, it's, although that wasn't at the time uh, a mask that we were looking at, but it's it's, it's interesting coming up to my mind just now. Yeah.
0: What was it that you were trying to achieve with this work?
1: Um, trying to achieve, one, a, uh, a look at ourselves, a reflective uh, review of how we feel about ourselves, uh, an exploration uh, of different parts of us as a, as a group that we're taking part in the project, but also as a way to look at societal issues and how they, they affect us. Uh, and the, the notion of blame at an individual level um, that the media at times presents as opposed to actually the blame is more of a structural issue that's much wider and, and uh, maybe a government if not global uh, level.
0: Can you tell me some of your favourite memories of being involved um, with mental health and ours?
1: um favorite memories i suppose there's quite a lot that my earliest ones are back in 2002 um i personally ex- experienced uh, a, i suppose what i would term as a breakdown um af- after a, a bereavement and um i needed support and help and i was referred to an art therapy project um uh, called Stepping Stones. Uh, It doesn't exist anymore, but um, that was my first engagement or contact with art as therapy. Um, And it it used a mixture of talking therapy as well as actually drawing or painting or using, um, uh, not play-doh, but clay. Um, And also one-to-one work, but group work. So meeting other people who are in difficult situations as well. Um, And that, that was really good for me in terms of realizing it's not just me that, you know, um, we all potentially could struggle um, and experience bad times, but we can also get strength from being together. Um, So as I said, that was my first experience and also a kind of, Uh, The reason that within my studies, I wanted to focus on mental health within the within communities. Uh, And subsequently, many a few years later, so perhaps 2008, um, the project was struggling that the the service that I had uh, utilized as a service user was struggling um, and suddenly came to an end. Uh, And myself, some of the former staff of the service and some other uh, former service users came together uh, and put a bid together uh, and got funding and started up a new project called the Alma Project um, that then transferred all the service users from Stepping Stones to Alma. So I was involved in uh, kind of establishing that service uh, and I was uh, uh, on, on the board uh, as a chairperson for seven years until we developed it into a, a charity, not just a community group. So I, I find that really rewarding, seeing the circle, if you like, of being a service user but then also contributing back alongside other service users to, de- to develop an, uh, the service and help it continue.
0: When you first got involved with this work, how was mental health viewed?
1: Um, it was certainly wasn't spoken about as, as, as commonly or freely as it is now. Um, and anything that was in the media was definitely all very negative. Um, not that there aren't negative stories just now, but they're, they're, there's a lot less, there's a lot more education even among journalists. Um, around terminologies and how best to to, to frame uh, stories, because it used to be always, you know, if there's a crime committed, it's not an individual commits this crime. This crime, it's the diagnosis commits this crime. You know, so would might say, for example, schizophrenic murders, blah blah blah. Um, so just kind of re uh, reinstilling that fear of the unknown and of different conditions that they're dangerous and that that people are dangerous as opposed to the actual fact that um, people with disabilities and mental health conditions are far, far more likely to be victims of crime um, and and should be afraid themselves rather than uh, the public be afraid of them. I'm not sure, did I uh, answer that question? Can you? You
0: did. Thank you. Um, how often was mental health spoken about, both kind of within um, the arts and then more generally?
1: Um, I think it was spoken about um, a lot of the time indirectly because more referring to emotions, the emotions that pieces of work brought up to you, or the emotions. The creators of the the work, whether they're films or whether they're um, uh, physical pieces of of art, um, so I think in terms of emotion and happiness, depression, these these kind of terms, mental health was mentioned a lot, as as well as love and fear. Um, but not so not so much you know into in depth in terms of diagnosis, and I think that that 's a good thing because um not everyone has a diagnosis necessarily, but we all do have mental health and mental well being um and i I really find that the arts in general are just such an accessible way for human beings to to engage on in terms of talking about their feelings their emotions. And I, really, I think that translates into people's mental well-being, talking about their emotions that way.
0: How, if at all, have you seen public attitudes um, towards mental health change since you first began your work? Um,
1: I've seen a lot of changes, I must say. Um, when I was employed, when I started working with the Mental Health Foundation and with Voices of Experience, Um, A lot of uh, work had already been kind of exploring mental health and the arts and the Film Festival, Mental Health Arts and Film Festival in Scotland had had just started, I think, the year before I had uh, started work. Um, So there was a lot of engagement, certainly from uh, lived experience perspectives, but there wasn't that much engagement from other minority communities or groups Um, and that was something that was very keen on on establishing and looking at so part of my work had had been developing uh, part of the festival uh, a program called moving minds Um, and we established a really good partnership with Glasgow Museums in particular Kelvin Grove Museum Um, and they allowed us basically full access to take over at the whole museum for a day uh, and do what we liked so that that was a a playground of creativity and and diversity and we we could invite all these different groups from minority ethnic women to gypsy traveler uh, groups to young people to um, LGBT groups um, to come and actually express themselves in a creative way uh, in an artistic way uh, and in a free way, so it wasn't directed by anyone. It was just their own notion of what well-being or mental health was, uh, uh, or some of the issues that affected their mental well-being or mental health, such as racism or homophobia or um, general pre- prejudice, etc. Uh, and that really allowed a much wider audience that had never really been engaged. And in in many cases, a lot of people thought they'd have, they had to pay to go to uh, an intimidating big building like Kelvin Grove uh, Art Gallery. Um, And many of the audience had never been or set foot there. So um, it was really good for the museums too, because they were capturing this this audience that they'd been trying to reach in the past. Um, And it was really good for the general public and tourists to actually come uh, and, Discover this whole day of diversity and different interpretations of what mental health can mean, um, and and yeah, engage with that in a in a safe, safe and, and creative environment.
0: By bringing in these these different groups, did you find did you find another layer to telling stories about mental health?
1: Um, yeah definitely well we we've we found uh, almost another language i think um where people discovered that actually mental health could be talked about in a more spiritual way um uh, could be talked about in uh in terms of individuals but also in terms of societies and and communities um and also, one of the key things I f- I find that was really useful uh, opened up avenues for people to realize how they can access support. Um, again, uh, some of the work we had done earlier with minority groups, um, where we surveyed uh, over a hundred people, a GP wasn't the that wasn't li- not, wasn't listed as the place to go for mental health support. Um, People would look at maybe faith leaders or faith communities or um, friends or you know close confidants, but actually considered GP and health services to be more for the physical uh, element uh, of health, and uh, and didn't realise that actually that's your your gateway or your avenue to receiving mental health support. Uh, Not that faith and supportive friends aren't, aren't a good avenue but the, we all, also highlighted some of the issues there um, around potential abuse um, and we worked subsequently with a lot of faith leaders uh, around their, their awareness of mental health um, and how they, they can support members of their congregations um, and, and signpost them and they were very aware as well of uh, some of the potential pitfalls of uh, so-called faith healers who actually took a financial transaction um, or, or some kind of gain from pretending at, in, some, in some cases to, to help people. Mm-hmm.
0: When you first began, what sort of community was there uh, within the mental health and arts community?
1: Um, I, I, w- I would say there hmm, um, there was very much a, an an informal uh, attitude, uh, and it was kind of maybe the, the seen as the other. Um, you know, people didn't necessarily hadn't been to uh, art classes, or colleges, or universities to study art, and it was just literally, this is how I'm feeling, and this is how this is how I'm reproducing that that feeling and creating something. Um, so, I, I suppose for a lot of people, there there was um, almost an embarrassment of what they were producing, that maybe this isn't good enough, or it's it's maybe a private thing and not for sharing w- with others. But I, I think that has changed over the years and there's a lot more feeling of valuing the, the product, that you, the end product or the, the piece of art that you create and valuing not just the process of making it, but also actually being proud and, well, this is what I've done um, and showing it off and sharing it, but also giving a little bit of this, the context and the story behind it.
0: How did you find people to reach out to and share ideas with? How did you connect with this community?
1: Um, Well, uh, I suppose we had an existing audience from the Vox membership, Voices of Experience, uh, which is a national uh, charity across Scotland, uh, a membership charity for people who identify as having or having had any kind of mental health condition. Um, so, there was already a, a, an audience there uh, of potential participants and people interested in, in taking part and in the arts. Um, but also, it, it was what was created there that was used as a, a tool to attract others. So, showing other community groups you look at this little short film or look at this. Uh, exhibition Um, see these people have managed to do something with very little Um, is is there an interest in kind of expressing and making what you want to do in a similar fashion or what would you create what would you do something different Um, and I think that that was really um, almost a hook for people to then come and get engaged and and show off what they, they could do
0: What sort of places or spaces um, would you use to meet people?
1: Um, all over really. Um, I mean, from community centres to, uh, to public gardens, to uh, coffee shops, to museums, uh, tended to be somewhere that didn't cost to, to go into um and ideally had access to coffee and biscuits or cakes or something like that um, and also you know as 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 sunny as possible if it was a sunny day if it was in scotland um uh, and as close to nature so I, I suppose it's more about having a, a nice environment where where people can feel relaxed uh, and maybe an environment that encouraged creativity
0: and you mentioned before that you've worked with um, a very diverse uh, set of people. Have you found at all that the community that you work with has changed since you first began the work?
1: Um, they, they've certainly uh, taken a huge step in just leading their own pieces of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Moving Minds has still been going on up till this, this lockdown. I think we've, we had 12... Twelve years of moving minds um, and after the first or second year, um, it's new partners and new people coming approaching us wanting to be involved uh, and the existing partners um, or community groups uh, have really been continually coming back but they've just been doing their own thing every year and then saying right we're ready this is what we're going to do this year so there's there's been no need to prompt or to Um, kind of encourage people to come back and do things that they've just been uh, organically doing it themselves um, and developing it. And it just gets bigger and bigger every every year. We have to have more spaces and more stalls and more uh, bigger programs, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose the the festival as as itself constantly grows. Um, So so that really shows you how much interest there is. Uh, from different people to be involved
0: with the the, the festival. What kind of um, people are you trying to reach? You know, if your audience, like an age range or a background.
1: Um, I think I said myself, um, it's everyone and anyone, um, and you know, there's there's no real age range. We've had all. I mean, obviously, we, we've had. Uh, pieces uh, of creativity that do have an age, you know, whether it's a, a theatre production that's uh, recommended fourteen plus, but we've we've, we've also had uh, animation workshops and dance workshops and writing workshops, and that have had to five year olds being involved in toddlers. Um, so I, I suppose the the more the more people there are, the more diverse views there are, the more diverse creativity there is um, and it's really that, that diversity that we want to encourage and celebrate uh, and, and show that there's just so many different interpretations of our mental health.
0: Were there any key messages that you were trying to get across with this work?
1: A lot of it was, uh, well, I suppose, to me, there were two key avenues. One was allowing different communities to be aware of the different avenues to accessing help and support. Um, And the other one has just flown out of my mind. I've had a brain freeze. If you give me a minute, i think,
0: what was that one?
1: (laughs) Um, Maybe if you read the question again, it'll come back to me.
0: Were there any key messages that you specifically wanted to get across with your work?
1: Yeah, uh, the other one is, was and is still uh, reducing stigma uh, and raising awareness because sti- stigma has definitely been uh, in existence from time immemorial, I would say. Um, and not just uh, stigma here within the UK or within Scotland, but globally. Uh, and when you have people Uh, traveling from other countries, they they bring uh, notions with them as well. So whether it's their own prejudices or stigmas or the prejudice and stigma of the societies that they've been um, growing up in. Um, So that has definitely been a key issue for our membership, uh, from from as far as I can remember. But also, um, not just stigma in terms of, Uh, other people's views and attitudes but internal stigma people's own stigma of themselves and self-blame there's there's a lot of uh that involved and it's about breaking down these barriers and um supporting people to to understand themselves better
0: how did you make people aware of the work that you were doing um...
1: Well, I suppose through a lot of the networks that existed already, um, there's quite a lot of local collective advocacy groups across Scotland. Um, there's certainly 16 that I know of that are members of, of VOX. Um, so it was di- disseminating the information of what was happening and then encouraging them to do things potentially locally. And I think that's kind of replicated within the festival itself, where different regions have taken on the festival and developed it in the way that suits them. Um, and and they've had that kind of ownership and leadership of it. Um, we've also had uh, some coverage um, in terms of media and having... Uh, Colleges and universities' interests of sending different uh, class years to to events and promoting it and, and even uh, inviting us to to come and uh, do workshops and things on their own uh, college campus, etc. Um, yeah, and th- there's been a lot of uh, positive media interests, I would say, in, in the festival. And I think that's part of... You know that human nature's interest in creativity and in arts or music or you know things that are just fundamental um, to to being to being human. Yeah.
0: In terms of funding, who funded you and how did you attract funding?
1: Um, a lot of the funding uh, that I certainly had access to, uh, specifically for. Uh, engaging with diverse communities, uh, and then using using the arts as as one method of engagement came from Comic Relief. Um, uh, although the, for about so for about seven years uh, we got funded from Comic Relief, um, and even more longer than that from the Scottish government. Um, but I would say the funding isn't that sh- huge an issue um, because you're, you know, you're, you're not paying the creative people the people that are coming up with the ideas and the creativity they're, they're doing it because they want to be part of, part of it and they want to share so you know move, moving minds never cost more than a thousand pounds so it's like a, a real shoestring but engaging hundreds of people in one day um, uh, so the, the, it's not a lot of money we're talking about. Not giant budgets. Um, not that that wouldn't be helpful, but it would just make things much more sl- a lot more sleeker and more professional. And um, I don't think that was necessarily the thing we were going for. So a lot, a lot of um, the pieces of work that we we did uh, and shared were different groups coming together. Chipping in, uh, sharing either their time or their expertise or materials or, you know, a gallery space. or um, So it's all, all very organic and very co-produced, if you like. I know that, that term goes around a lot, but that was really um, something that lends itself to how this, this came about. Well,
0: what? sort of reactions would you get from your audiences and did you have any particular successes that you'd like to talk about? Um,
1: I think Mo- Moving Minds as a whole is a giant success um, and you know not taking away from the whole Fest Scottish Mental Health Arts Festival is a giant success and it's been trying to rec- be replicated in London and I'm sure in, in, in other places. Uh, certainly the biggest festival that I know of uh, in the whole of Europe that focuses on on mental health um, for me, my baby is kind of moving mine so that that 's what i I would say is um, our, our greatest um, achievement uh, and what it 's done bringing now thousands of people um, over the last twelve years um, but from a whole range of perspectives and a whole range uh, of identities, um, and I think that that is the value uh, in in bringing it together. Um, so that's the second part of your question. What was the first part of the question? Sorry.
0: Well, just more in general, what kind of reactions would you get from audiences?
1: So a lot, a lot of the time, I think the reaction was surprise and and also learn learning uh, kind of learning new things learning um that actually certain communities might look at mental health in a very different way um as well as you know learning in terms of uh, access and support uh, and learning about organizations that exist that they they weren't aware of that were maybe just next door or in their community um yeah, I think that the exposure to a whole range of new ideas, a whole range of uh, creativity um, was, was a key thing that was happening.
0: In terms of audience reactions, were there ever any challenges that you faced? I think perhaps
1: the biggest challenges were perhaps Maybe around our community conversations uh, with faith leaders um, and around faith and mental health. Um, I think it was more about bringing different, all these different perspectives of faith and interpretations of faith um, and trying to untangle them and looking at how they fit around mental illness because um, there was, I'm sure there still is, but there was a lot of um, prejudice and, and notions of mental illness as being um, something that you you have because you have been bad in a previous life, or because um, you haven't been good in this life, and you're being cursed with this. So there's a lot of negativity um so yeah i think the working with around faith and mental health was the biggest challenge um but equally the maybe one of the biggest uh positive pieces of work where you're actually having a space to to talk about these difficult topics um but feeling safe in that environment and being able to look at different perspectives and different ideas Um, and we also i suppose from that developed uh, different resources with alongside faith leaders um, as a result of of that where they they can advise and support people but then if they feel it's more uh, needs more more input than just a spiritual relief then they they know how they can um, refer people uh, to services.
0: When you were carrying out this work what was the impact on your own mental health?
1: Mm. Um, that was twofold and one, one, one side was um, being really excited um, and again similar to the audience being surprised and learning a lot of new things um, Although you work with communities and you have an, an experience in kind of equality issues, nobody can know everything about any, every culture. And uh, so there's a, a lot of learning for me. Um, the, the other one was a lot of pressure. Um, so it was energy consuming and, and stressful at times. Um, a lot of the stress and worry was self-imposed um you know worried about not doing the right thing or saying the wrong thing or um what happens if everyone comes together and um hates each other or uh you know there's there's a lot of that that kind of pressure. but ultimately as as years and events went on um there was a, a, a build up of confidence Uh, around actually when people are are together they're more likely to uh, partner up and communicate and find a way to work together than anything negative.
0: What role do you think that the arts has in changing people's perception of mental health?
1: I think you know you can read uh, volumes and volumes of books um, but if you don't have that kind of story of a person or, or that almost lived experience, um, if you don't experience things in more than one dimension it's not going to be real, uh, you're not going to get that, that real grasp and understanding uh, of it, what, what it might feel like, so the more you're exposed to to stories and things and different elements, and whether it 's visual as well as reading or if it 's music and listening and hearing if you if you use all your senses, then you're much much more likely to have it ingrained and embedded um, yeah within you
0: and just finally how would you like the relationship between mental health and the arts in Scotland to change in the next or develop in the next five to ten years?
1: Well I think you know I know you mentioned funding earlier um, I think there, there is and I while I still stand by what I said I do feel that there's a lot of community groups out there uh, a lot of communities out there that would benefit dramatically from just a tiny bit of funding that is designated towards the arts and mental health. Um, and I think a lot of the time when when belts get tight, when there's recessions, these kind of things, that is the first thing to get chopped uh, or to be ignored or to be uh, uh, belittled is, is arts. Um, but it's, I think it has such a fundamental uh element to it of uh sustaining people keeping them well uh, and potentially stopping people from becoming unwell so it's a, it does have a preventative element too um and i yeah i think that they definitely what i would love to see is then you know ring fenced uh, pots of money, little pots of money, different communities that are specifically for mental health and the arts. Yeah.
0: Just finally, is, is there anything that you'd like to add um, that we haven't gone over or anything you think that we haven't spoken about that we should have?
1: No, I don't think so, nothing comes to mind, but if something does urgently, I'll, I'll let you or Ailey know. So.
0: Thank you. So that's great. Um, Thank you very much for participating. I'm sorry about the earlier technical difficulties. And um, fortunately, my laptop has made it through, so I'm very relieved. Um, good luck with the new floor.
1: Thank you, thanks, and Thank you. thanks
0: for the interview. Lovely. Thank you very much.